All right. We're rolling. We're on we're on track. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Um so I don't know what you want to start with this week. Um nothing real interesting has happened in my life. Uh oh. I got vaccinated. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did too. I know. Uh-huh. We weirdly were on the same wavelength that day. I know. And that was like the first day that people our age could get vaccinated so I was surprised that we both were able to sneak in and get appointments too really early on so that was pretty awesome but most people that I know that I've talked to that um are in the similar age group they either got their first vaccine or they're like gonna get it in the next like week or two so it seems like it's happening really fast so yeah my boss called me at like 8 30 p.m on my personal Ew. phone on a Sunday night to tell me <gasps> to tell me that they were because it was this email went out like Friday afternoon way after I had already mm-hmm. like stopped working for the day and it was an email saying that Monday morning from 9.30am to 11am they were going to have vaccinations available for all employees who want it mm-hmm. at the main office building which is an hour and a half from where I live so she calls me Sunday night to tell me that Monday morning I can go do this. And I was like, well, I guess I'll go do it. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah, right. Ew. She could have text. Like, there's no need for a call. <laughs> no. And I wish she didn't call me at, like, 9 o'clock at night, but whatever. I know. Right? Why did you wait till the last minute to say this? But, I mean, whatever. At least you got your vaccine. So, that's good. Yeah. Um, the only, like dramatic news that I have is something that I don't know if we sh- should put on the podcast or not, but uh, uh, last Friday Drew texted me and he's like, guess who just got dumped? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I know! Fucking called it. Fucking called and it. And so, yeah, that just... Oh, and then he also said something. He, like, texted me again he's like, man, I'm just really heartbroken because I have made such a strong bond with her cat. <laughs> it's like, I've gotten so like, uh, like we've built up a good, a good thing going in now to know that he's, he's not going to be there when I get back. Like that just sucks. And I was wow, like, dude. I was like, are you more broken, heartbroken about the cat or the girl? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it's the cat. It's the cat. You're more heartbroken the about cat. the cat. <laughs> I was like, wow, I didn't know that you actually liked cats that much. Like, But okay, I mean, I see you. Yeah, and it just makes me feel so much better that my relationship has outlasted his at this point. Yes, <laughs> I know, I know. So it's, uh, it's good things for you, bad things for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, oh well, he probably deserved it, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um. My stomach is like gurgling i'm not hungry like it's just my body making noises you know and i can <laughs> just what you do <laughs> i can hear it getting picked up in the microphone Ew. i know i can that's hear my crazy. little body gurgles it's oh. gross that's that's funny that's um i like how you can hear this stuff but i have no idea what's happening so <laughs> you just you just ratting yourself out i know <laughs> I'm doing it partly because if there's some gurgling that I can't edit out over some parts that uh yeah, <laughs> yeah so people won't be like ew who's who's the gross who's like farting on the podcast 
not me. Wow. Um, yep. I guess other things that happened to me. So I defended my thesis last week. Oh, yeah. How was and it was that? Oh, Nordman showed up and he was like the first one in the room. Yep. And uh, I was like, oh, God, we got to make some awkward conversation. But he was he was being he was doing conversation pretty well. Like he was he was handling it well. I wasn't I didn't know what to ask him. And my, my advisor was there. So like my advisor started asking him questions. I was like, oh, thank God. Like, I don't have to be one on one to to conversate because I don't know what to say. But um, everything went fine. And so my topic is on, like, kind of, like, community-based energy programs. And so everything went well. And then, like, two hours after I um, defended, I got a call from the state of Michigan saying, like, hey, do you want to interview for this job? And the job was literally on um, administrating grants for community-based energy programs. And I was like, what are the odds? This is oh, crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and so I was super excited about that, and I told my committee because um, when it, we were kind of in the private defense section, they were like, they're asking about jobs and stuff, and I told them how I got offered that job at Grayling and how mm. it wasn't really necessarily what I wanted, and blah, 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 and then afterwards, you know, I got this phone call, and I emailed them. I was like, hey, look what I got now. I get an interview <laughs> for this, and then the, the woman that is on my committee, she's like, hey, this is the program that funds me. I know the person that's doing this interview. Do you want to have a chat and I can help prepare you for this interview? I was like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, and so I was super excited about that. And so I I turned down the the um, job at the military training base. Thank <laughs> fucking God. I know, that would have been, that, I'm sure I would have had a lot more stories if I took that job, but uh, it probably would have cost me my sanity, so. Yeah. That's fair. But, yeah, so I have an interview in, I think, not next week, but the week after. So we'll see how that goes. But Well, good luck. Thanks. <laughs> oh, it's 11-11. I guess not where you are. So no, you definitely not. So yet. I cannot make a wish. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish my body would stop making these noises, though, because <laughs> I just made another one. And it, like, I, I saw it go, like, boop, way up on the, on the microphone. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, that's like, have you ever like been to either like the dentist or the orthodontist and you know oh, yeah. how like your head's right at the right stomach, stomach level? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you can hear it like gurgling and you're like, oh, I know you can hear it too, but like neither one of us is going to acknowledge this right now. This is just <laughs> awkward. <laughs> like... It would happen to me all the time, like in school when it was quiet and we'd be like taking a test oh, no. and my body would just be like gurgling uncontrollably and I <laughs> I used to sit there uh, and I'd figure out like where the gurgling was happening and then I'd like take my hand and just like punch myself <laughs> essentially like really fucking hard in that spot to try to mute the noise <laughs> yeah. yep yep or you like shuffle around in your chair to try to make it like other sounds so it's not gurgling <laughs> yeah oh that's um I don't know what kind of trouble that is, but it is trouble. That's <laughs> oh, so annoying. Okay. Well, do we want to just hop into it? Um, let's get talking. You want to start us off with yes. an introduction? Oh fuck! Introduction? I was gonna say it totally <laughs> wrong. I heard the introduction. I'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll start us out with a quick douche. <laughs> Gotta get all fresh and ready for this one. 
All right, so I'm Jesse. I'm Erin, and we're the Cage Queens. What do you think? Any good? What are we talking about today, Erin? <laughs> we are talking about the movie Zandali, or if you're Nick Cage, the only one in the movie to pronounce it Zandali. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This one, yeah. yeah, this one came out in 91, and the hairstyles are very, um, <laughs> obviously 90s hairstyles. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I just cannot wait to talk about Nick's hair in this one. Um, <laughs> but uh, the this movie is like a love triangle, a really fucked up, I wouldn't even call it a love triangle so much, it's just like a weird tri- triangular relationship that these people have. Mm-hmm. So, um, you got Zandali, who's married to, uh, I just want to call him Judge Reinhold. What's his actual name? Oh, Tarun. oh, right. I forgot about this whole, this whole thing. It's, um, let's, let's clear the air on this one. It's Terry. 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 You got the power tie. I did hear someone called him Terry at first, and so then I'm like, oh, good, it is Terry. And then I heard Terry, and then I heard Terry. Uh-huh. It was just like a bunch of different, like, <laughs> variations of how to say it. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, nobody really knew how to say it, but. Yep. Yeah, I think the only one that actually pronounced it correctly was uh, his grandma in the movie, because yeah. she was the only one I think that had an actual accent. Yeah. Yeah. But, um,. So, Terry. Terry. God, are we, are no, we gonna I'm not going to do it like, like that. that no, way. I'm just going to call him Terry. I'm honestly just going right. to call him Terry the whole fucking time because I, right. I can't say That's it in the, the accent. Yes. Um, yes. So, okay. Terry and Zandali are married and they're going through a rocky bit right now because uh, Terry is having trouble with work and he can't write right now because he's originally a writer. And so, he's all blocked up and he is impotent he can't mm-hmm. he can't get it up he can't fuck his his wife zandali and so she's having a rough time because she doesn't you know feel like she's getting you know the what she deserves in the relationship and um terry goes to a bachelor party and we <laughs> uh get to meet his longtime childhood friend and bff uh johnny aka nick cage and he um, becomes part of their life after that, you know, um, more integrated and uh, basically starts an affair with Zandali and things kind of fall apart quickly after that. Yes. Yeah. My favorite scene in the movie is when Nick first enters the yes. stage and you just kind of see this silhouette in the doorway of the bachelor party and he kind of like squats down and then whips his head around and... <laughs> it's a fucking mullet and so it's just like oh man it just gives you chills because you know who that fucker is in the doorway you know it's our boy and i was like oh i love this for him literally yeah i literally was like oh fuck yeah this is our boy 100 (laughs) percent. yeah yes oh my god it was so good and then on top of the mullet his facial (laughs) hair (laughs) it was like that little um like a little parted mustache and a little goatee uh or soul patch underneath what what was it yeah like, more like a soul i guess soul patch yeah um, yeah so it was he was trying to portray him as a artist because i guess he is a 
a painter mm-hmm. and Terry was a poet. And so they kind of, that's how they became friends back in the day because they were just kind of these two artistic misfits. Um, but then I think they end up getting back together because Nick Cage's character ends up working for Terry and his uh, new business, which I don't know what it is, but he like um, inherits it from his dad. Yeah, it's like a... I think it's a cable TV business. Mm, or like okay. they like they install cable like a uh, Comcast basically, like a cable business. Yeah. yeah, how does how does Nick as a painter get employed? He's just an unemployed. He he wasn't <laughs> making any money as a painter, so he's probably just doing yeah. some grunt work. Um found something. Yeah. yeah. He just needed a job and obviously his best friend Terry would give him a job. Right. So but if I can't paint, everything just turns to shit. Terry, so Terry can't fuck because he's conflicted about his job and his job brings him stress. And <laughs> I guess that makes his dick not work. <laughs> but, um, and so then, you know, uh, Zandali is very, like, sexually frustrated. And then here comes Nick, this ball of sexual energy <laughs> just oh, yeah. radiating off of him and so he like first meets uh zandali and then there's this just kind of this instant uh connection between the two of them and it doesn't take them long to start fucking <laughs> yeah he's um he's very uh dominating in yes. the way As, he like oh that's every single character he has it's yeah. very like just aggressive like yeah. approach to being intimate with someone it reminded me a lot of moonstruck and how yeah the way he just kind of was like you're gonna get in bed with me you know kind of exactly <laughs> okay yeah because um let's talk about when he first like advances her um mm-hmm. so he ends up painting I, every time i'm about to say terry's name i just think terry <laughs> but i'm like don't say it like that <laughs> that's annoying um so when he um he kind of gets back involved in in terry's life and he's like let me let me let me paint a picture of you and then he ends up he paints a picture and then he asks like zandali like what she thinks about it she's like yeah yeah it's okay like i don't doubt your talent and then he just like starts making out with her yeah (laughs) he literally like she even backs up like to back away from him and he just plants one on her and she pushes him off and apparently everything's cool after that yeah that's just kind of what starts their little romantic journey Mm -hmm. oh yeah he he followed her later like he he's like following her in the rain or whatever later and he, like, comes up on her because she had given away her umbrella to some homeless person asking for change and she didn't have any. So she gave him her umbrella. And then Nick Cage just out of nowhere because he, he was sitting in a car, like, watching her. And then he just gets mm-hmm. out and starts harassing her in the street. And then they go fuck in his apartment all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, because apparently they're right right next to his apartment. And then another time when she's, like, running around the city he just like he's hiding in like an alleyway pulls her in and then he's like hey time to fuck (laughs) yeah it's so creepy and aggressive and kind of rapey and but i mean like some people are into that kind of like um the 
sexual energy, I guess. They really <laughs> yeah. like to be uh, dominated, in which... Yeah. You know, I couldn't tell if that was her kink, though, in this movie. She seemed literally freaked out. Every time, like, they started, it would begin, like, it would be her, like, pushing him off of her, and then she would, like, cave and then just, like, <laughs> be like, all right, let's mm-hmm. do this. And so it was almost like a... a I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah. You didn't and and towards the end I didn't I it was hard to tell like at what point it got rapey because I didn't it always seemed rapey but then I guess towards the end it got more rapey. I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah. Their relationship was really if you I mean if you can call it much of a relationship it was really yeah. um violent almost. I mean like he didn't actually hit her until the end but like it, right. there was just so much um aggression and he was taking so much control over her that it mm-hmm. just felt like a very violent relationship that they were yeah. in. yeah but nick cage was just the smooth dude who got what he wanted you know exactly exactly i make no excuses for what i do yeah and so pretty much this this whole time that they're kind of having an affair um, Terry is kind of like, he gets a sense that his, uh, wife is cheating on him, but mm-hmm. then he kind of reveals that, like, he doesn't really know who it is. Um, and I think then, he has like, a suspicion, though. Yeah, he has a suspicion, but he plays it off as if he doesn't know who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, there's, there's this point where, uh, Nick was invited to their dinner party and then, like, they go, uh, Zandali goes in the other room and then he, like, pretty much just goes to find her and they're gone for a little bit because they mm-hmm. end up banging and then the camera just, like, zooms in on Terry's face, like, like him just, like, looking into the abyss being like, huh, why are they both gone? And it seems like that might be, like, the moment he suspects there mm-hmm. is something between those two. I think he can also hear them a little bit because they, they go and they bang in the laundry room and she turns the washer or dryer on or whatever to muffle the sound Yeah, of them yeah. banging. But- yeah. So they're both gone and there's rumbling <laughs> in the distance. I think yes. he, he gets a... A little bit of an idea. Yeah. But. And so Terry's just like, Terry, Terry, whatever the fuck his name is. Terry. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, Mr. T. Oh, God. Um, he's just, um, he's just like, you see his character breaking more and more because, you know, mm-hmm. he has this frustration with his job. He's losing his kind of identity as a poet he's you know his wife is kind of slipping away and so you can see that it's kind of just like making his character go a little bit nuts <laughs> um and so eventually uh i guess zandali and terry they kind of have a, a talk and then they're like let's start clean like we both know something's not right so let's go and have a trip with just us and we'll go to the bayou and just like have a nice boat ride whatever go on a date and that's where things start to get a little a little bit more <laughs> spicy i guess i don't know yeah so they are out on the bayou we don't see anything you know like they decide to go um we do know that terry tells nick that they're going to the bayou because mm-hmm. they were in the bar together um terry was getting drunk 
because uh, he just quit his job or whatever. He decided they were starting clean. And so he's in the bar mm-hmm. and Nick comes in to pick up his delivery, his drugs that he's dealing. Um, I think it's Coke probably or something. Yep. Um, yep. So he goes to pick that up at the bar and that's when Terry reveals that he thinks Zandalee has taken in a lover. And Nick, of course, asks, um, like, do you do you know who the guy is? Like, <laughs> yeah. what? you fucking idiot. You don't ask those questions. Yeah. Just don't fucking. Right. So he asks, you know, if he knows who the guy is. And Terry's like, Johnny, for all I know, it could be you. And uh, yeah. yeah, and that's where it gets a little uncomfortable and start. And mm-hmm. then um, we pick up in the bayou. And uh, Terry and Zandalee are having a great time out on the boat, except for Terry's hungover, so he's, like, puking and whatever. And yeah. they end up, I think, later that night, rekindling and, and finally boning again. And then, it's, yeah. <laughs> and then it's the next day when they're out on the boat again, and they stop at, like, um, they dock at, like, a bait shop bar kind of mm-hmm. place out in the middle of literally nowhere. And... Um, Terry goes inside to get some beer, and lo and behold, in the shadows is oh our boy, God. Nick, at least four beers deep, like, ready to go. And Yes. Um, Terry does seem to act as if he knew that Nick was going to be there, or that he would show up yeah. somewhere. Yeah, it was weird. He's, he's just like, oh my God, about time, like... Mm-hmm. you've arrived or something like that. I took you so long. And so then uh, Terry's like, well, come join us. And then they kind of go so out pissed. onto the dock. I know. I feel like, the fuck? <laughs> um, so they go out. On, and yeah, it's also weird how Nick just knows exactly where to mm-hmm. show up every time. Like, he knows where to find them always. So he is a very much a, of a stalker. <laughs> Again. <laughs> in that sense. Yeah, again. Okay, so yeah, he goes out onto the dock, and then there's Xanalee, like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? Like, mm-hmm. she's pissed. Reasonably. And then you can, yeah, and then you can kind of, like, sense the tension, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like, um... Oh, yeah, there's Zydeco music playing, and Terry asks her to, like, dance with him, essentially, and she says no. And then yeah. he's like, okay, to Nick, let's show her how it's done. And they get together, and they start dancing around the dock, and there's so much tension in this dance. Like, it looks like Terry is going to, like, put Nick in a headlock and just, like, kill him right there on the dock. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that was, like, when I was, like, Googling this movie, that was the scene that, like, would, like, show up in YouTube clips or, like, be the scene that, like, people would talk about because I guess that Mm. was kind of the iconic scene of the movie oh um and it was a it was a pretty good scene because i liked watching them <laughs> dance together it was kind so of funny did I. Uh, <laughs> it was it was like i don't know nick took the position of the the the, the woman dancer <laughs> so mm-hmm. you got to see terry's hands on his waist and you're like oh boy <laughs> and so yeah it was just and it was like it was a pretty long dance it was like at least a minute long and so they mm-hmm. bust out some some good moves and yeah after that then the the tension just kept growing higher and then 
Uh, yeah. Terry busts out his gun that no one knew he had, and he's like points it at, you know, Zandali points it at Nick, points it at himself, and then just shoots off into the distance. And he's like, "All right, let's go for a ride on the boat." <laughs> yeah, that sounds like the worst fucking idea to take a boat ride yeah. with somebody who's on edge with a gun. But of course, yeah, they do. They get in the boat with him, <laughs> and um. They, you know, things are getting out of hand in the boat, and Nick Cage takes the wheel, um, and <laughs> they start speeding up, and Terry gets his gun out and starts shooting, just like, bang, bang, oh, bang, yeah. like, all over, and, and they're just like, what the fuck, and he gets bumped out of the boat, and uh, so Nick stops the boat, and Zandali jumps out to go rescue Terry, who seems to be, like, caught in some plants or whatever, and he's, like, not coming up. Mm-hmm. So she goes and tries to, to save him, and she's not having any luck. And so Nick Cage gets in the water, and he uh, helps, tries to help her, um, and they're not getting any luck, so or getting him up. And so he takes her to shore and goes back to get Terry and pulls him up and loses him and terry is gone yeah but what we see is that so nick cage like successfully gets him out of the water and then terry bites his neck oh, <laughs> and, <yeah. laughs> and then, like he's a some kind of vampire or some shit and then nick cage is like ah lets him go because now his neck is bleeding profusely mm-hmm. and then just then terry's gone and then we kind of, like, find out, like, later that Nick Cage was like, yeah, I tried to save him, but he didn't want to be saved. So it was kind mm-hmm. of this act of, like, he was just letting go because he's he reached his limit and he didn't want to live anymore. And so that's mm-hmm. his way out. <sighs> and and even Zandali, when she was, was it when she was standing at the grave talking to Steve Buscemi's character about oh, yeah. how... Um, <laughs> how he could swim yeah yeah how like, like how, what, how could man, he die if he yeah. could swim you know bitch that's how people drown all the time <laughs> like shut up <laughs> and he was literally like he had probably been drinking and was like way yeah. out of his mind so you know getting thrown over you get some water in your lungs you could easily go under no matter how yeah. well you can swim yeah, and so, and yeah, that's another weird thing about this movie was Steve Buscemi was in it, and his character was kind of like this, I guess this thief that kind of always saw Zandale on the street, and then he would always give her, like, little pieces of, like, advice on how to live your life or something. I don't know, we see him, like, what, like, three or four times, and then yeah, it's just always, like, yeah, he's just always kind of saying these kind of whimsical type things and it's just very strange yeah. he looks super young in this movie like I yeah. know it's the 90s but like I thought even in the 90s he looked like old and gross like I know he, <laughs> he actually looked really young it was pretty impressive but I uh, saw I was reading someone else's like comments about him being in the movie and then they're like surprisingly hot Steve Buscemi <laughs> I was like whoa I wouldn't go that far <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but how you doing? Yeah, and so at this point, um, Zandali and Nick they try to kind of like, well, I guess he kind of more tries to rekindle their their fling because you know after she, her and Terry said like let's start clean, you know she kind of cut things off with Nick, and now he's mm-hmm. like, well, 
let's like I can't stop thinking about you let's try it again and then like they kind of start getting into it and then now she start she's saying Terry's name as oh, you yeah. know Nick's about to bone her and then he realizes this isn't gonna work <laughs> oh but then it comes like to the awkward last scene the very awkward last scene where she leaves yeah he follows her and all the while while he's following her um there's a car following him and it's pepe or somebody who works for pepe you know because nick owes money because after terry died he started using the cocaine that he was supposed to be selling or Mm -hmm. or he's just not paying you know i'm not totally sure now that i think about it if he was just buying drugs to use them recreationally and just owing money to his drug dealer or he yeah. was dealing the drugs. I assumed he was dealing the drugs to make money. Yeah, ma- yeah, I don't know. But, but either way, we know he's snorting cocaine uh, while he's painting. Yeah. <laughs> Which reminded me also, before we get into the very end, is when he met with that other painter, and the other painter like came and looked at the paintings that Nick did, <laughs> and he said, he's like, I swear, like, like, I didn't even use drugs. <laughs> like, I didn't use drugs to paint these. Yeah. But the dude never said anything about it. Like, like he just volunteered that information about his own work he's like i'm really captured the brutality of fact here i feel good about it i didn't use drugs yeah like <laughs> yeah and, and i loved how like uh the guy was like um i kind of liked it better before mm-hmm. and then nick cage is kind of like fuck you i'm gonna be staying with like picasso or whatever and he starts just like screaming at him and then uh, the guy, like, very calmly says, okay, well, call me when you, you get better work. And then Nick Cage is like, okay, take care. See you later. Like, he just goes <laughs> from, like, 100 de- back down to zero. And it was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, then he wrecked all of his shit and then put black uh, paint all over himself. Oh, and yeah. he started screaming like, black it all out. <laughs> so I think he wasn't doing so hot. He went from 100 to zero to 100 again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was definitely all over the place, and so yeah, the he was definitely emotionally scarred by what was going on with everything. Yeah, um, but but back to to Pepe in the car following Nick, who's following Zandali. Uh, yep. He finally like cut, catches up to them and yells uh, to Nick, and Zandali sees the guy pointing a gun at them, and so she starts going towards the gun. Because I think, I don't think she's doing it to save Nick. I think she's doing it to literally suicide yeah. by, like, Definitely. being in a line of fire or whatever. So, yeah, she started running towards Nick and gets shot a couple of times and dies. Yeah, and then uh, Nick Cage disrupts the crime scene, picks up her <laughs> dead body, and starts walking. Mm-hmm. And then the camera zooms out, and that's the end of the film. <laughs> yep. Do you like it? So, yeah, it was, it was weird. It was um, a character that we've seen Nick in a couple of times now. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't really anything too surprising about his acting in this one. I did love, um, I did love Terry, though. Like, not gonna lie, like, uh, I just kept wanting to refer to him in my notes as Brad from, you know, the Fast Times. I was like, oh, what's Brad up to now? But his voice is just so, like, calming and his face is just like like just the way he smiles and like the way he looks with his eyes like you could like feel him going crazy just because he kind of had this sense of serene but at the same time like I don't know you could see the the pain Mm -hmm. 
I was like, damn, yeah, he's doing a good job apart. with this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I liked his his character. It was it was well executed. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, Terry's mustache. Oh my god! <laughs> it was like a little pencil. Uh, not quite pencil then, but it was right there on the top of his lip. You know, like yes. he definitely shaved the top portion. Like it didn't go all the way up to his nose. Yeah, <sighs> it was weird. It was very. I don't know. It kind of reminded me of like almost like the twenties, like you know, like twenties mm-hmm. styles mustache, like kind of what we saw in like the Cotton Club, where it's just a very thin mustache right above the lip. <laughs> but and also it was blonde, and so it just looked extra yeah. funny. It just didn't oh, look man, very there's... good on him. But no, and also there's something about blonde facial hair that I just really don't like. It just yeah. looks too childish. Like I don't know. It just I don't facial like hair. It. <laughs> You know, uh, but I, I think it's quite a bold interpretation. So this film is based in New Orleans, and I was wondering, have you ever been? No, I've never been. I don't even think I've been in the state of Louisiana. It's. I don't think I have either. I would love to go, really, for like the cemeteries and all the creepy haunted shit. Would love it, but it's it's one of those places where I think I'd hate like clim- yes. you know, the climate there. Yeah, humid and warm. Not a fan of it. Yes. Too much water. Exactly. Gross. Yeah, I put down that, like, I would love to go there just for, like, the Louisiana voodoo shit. Like, I Mm -hmm. think there would be so many cool things to see um, related to that. But, yeah, the bugs, the climate, the, yeah, the humidity. And I don't think I would like the food because I'm a vegetarian and I don't (laughs) think there's... (laughs) much for me to eat down there <laughs> i there is it just depends i guess on what you're willing to eat as far as vegetarian and vegan things go i know some vegans who live in that area oh, okay so cool it's doable it's doable. yeah yeah because i just kind of think of like craw daddies like as, as the food that they eat down there mm-hmm. and like like seafood gumbo. yeah or yeah yeah there's exactly. a lot of seafood and Mostly seafood, I think. So, yeah, you know, if you're a pescatarian, you'd be all right. But if yeah. uh, you're a true vegetarian or a vegan, nah. Uh, nah, I'm a, I'm a vegetarian. Um, and I also think that it probably is important for us to go and visit that city before it's completely ruined by climate change. <laughs> yeah, so I think you're right. Maybe it has to go on our bucket list. Mm-hmm. So many haunted places to stay there. They have, like, plaques that certify, like, whether it's haunted or not haunted. (laughs) Damn, they go there. I love that. Yeah. Fucking love it. I want to see a ghost. (laughs) Again. I would love to see another ghost in my life. I know. It seems like it always happens when uh, you're not planning for it. Like, you know, Mm. like, how many times have we tried to stay in, like haunted shit and we're like all right come on make yourself appear and then it's just a big old disappointment but then like it always seems to happen when you least expect it yeah yeah exactly people die and people die everybody dies oh speaking of dead dead bodies uh did you (laughs) well did you ever fill out that uh legal document uh so i asked yeah, I brought it up at dinner 
with my parents and they're like, we don't want to talk about this at dinner. We're having a good time. And I was like, <laughs> that's a, a damper to my plans. My, my mom didn't care, but my my dad is just like, eh. I'm surprised that know, your just, dad gave a shit about it. My dad is like, he has his, he's very like, there's parts of him that are very like free spirited and then there's parts of him that are very like mm. conservative. And yeah. so that was kind of like one of his, like, he liked the more like traditional shit and was like, it's like if my parents wanted to be buried in a fucking mausoleum, like that's their wishes. That's not mm-hmm. my wishes. So of course right. I'm going to do what they wanted. So it's like, why do you think you get to have a say in what I want? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they were just more shook. Yeah, I think they're more just shook up about, like, now we don't want you to die before us, so we're not going to even acknowledge this as a possibility. Is your dad the type of person who wants, like, everybody to have a plot at a cemetery? Or? Oh, my God. Yeah, definitely. And the other day, he told me that he wanted me to inherit the house and, like, to keep it in the family. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking live in that house. Like... You can get the house and you can sell the house. It's a big house. It's I know. It's worth a lot. Like, Yeah, and I'm like, also, just because you have fond memories here of, like, raising a family, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that I want to have the exact same memories for me or even if I want to raise a family. And especially if I don't raise a family, that house is so unnecessary. Oh, my God, <laughs> like, yeah. It's so massive. Like, you have yeah. to be having a couple of kids to make that worth it. Like, exactly. But I mean, so. and, and also, do you want to stay in Michigan and raise a family? Do you want to go off and do your own shit, you know? I know. Especially the a conservative area of Michigan that that house is located in. Like, I kind of hate going back home because I'm just like, man, I fucking hate this city. It's all like, mm-hmm. you literally see a church at every single intersection. And I was kind of thinking, like, man, that's not... That's not where every place in Michigan is. It's just kind of over in this area. And so I'm like, this is annoying. And I'm glad to get away from it. But how's it in Nebraska? Is it is there churches everywhere? Um, Like where every single town would, has at least one. Um, yeah, there's tons of churches and stuff. Uh, but the cities aren't as big, you know, as they are yeah. in Michigan. So the churches are a lot smaller. And you see a lot of, like, abandoned, ta- like, farmhouses and churches and stuff out in yeah. the field um, as you drive. So lots of churches. Everybody here I is probably religious. I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever met somebody who isn't religious here. Uh, at least not yet. I mean, besides my girlfriend. But that's... Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I did uh, I did have an interview the other day, and um, they kind of, like, asked me, like, kind of, like, my experience with um, diversity and stuff, and I told them how I, like, you know, I like to surround myself with people who are different than me, and I said, you know, my boyfriend's Hispanic, my best friend's a lesbian, and I said that one of my, I know, I was like, oh, shit, go throw it, go, go, get all the minorities out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who? Who's a minority that I talk to so I can make myself seem like I'm diverse? And then I I said, like, how one of my uh, good friends is a very devout Christian. And then I'm just like, and I'm a fucking atheist. And then I'm like, and then they kind of, like, looked at me like, oh, I'm like, you didn't want to hear that? Like, then don't ask about diversity, bitch. Like, 
They never called me back for a job, though, so they probably didn't like my answer. Yeah. Yeah. One of my coworkers called me the other day. It was, like, the Monday after Easter. And Mm -hmm. she was like, oh, how was your Easter? I was like, I don't celebrate that holiday, but the weekend was really nice. It was a good weekend. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Only thing I celebrate about Easter is Cadbury eggs. (laughs) Oh, fuck yeah. I I bought some of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're good. The best, the best Easter candy out there, but... Uh, yeah, I don't even know how we got on that topic. What are we uh, talking about before? Yeah, where the fuck did we jump off from there? Because I'm totally lost. We... Okay. Is there anything else about the movie you wanted to add? I did, um, I had another question for, uh... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um... Just a fun question. Uh, uh, a fuck, Mary kill. Okay. Tari, <laughs> Nick, <laughs> or Steve Buscemi's character, which was the thief. <laughs> okay. That's actually kind of tough, because I kind of like Steve. <laughs> I know! <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't want to, like, kill Nick Cage, but I don't want to kill Terry either, because I like Terry. I know! I know! It's like... Yeah, I mean, like, I don't really want to fuck Nick Cage, but, like, because he's a little rough. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. But I doubt, de- well, I know I for sure don't want to marry Nick Cage. That's an easy one. Oh, yeah. One. No, that's Don't want to marry him. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, I'd rather marry Terry or Steve. I'd probably marry Steve. I think I'd marry Steve. Whoa. Whoa. Was not expecting that. <laughs> for a twist. That. Yeah. <laughs> a little twist in it. I don't know what that life would be like, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And yeah, because if you're marrying Terry, you know you're not going to get dick. Because he, but I guess that's not a problem for you. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't matter. But I mean, like, he's super depressed and all he wants yeah, to he's do no- is, is mope and drink. So yeah, that's true. Like, uh, I mean, at least Steve would be exciting. He's always doing something different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he is. So, so then who who are you killing? I guess I'm going to kill Terry. Wow. All right. <laughs> yeah, or I could um, fuck Terry in a yeah. reversal. Not Terry fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If he's Love impotent, that. I could just yeah. fuck Terry. I, I think he would probably appreciate that. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good choice. Uh, so yeah. you, you're killing so Nick I, Cage. I guess which... I'm killing Nick. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Which is... Did you see his, like, characters, like, when they're showing the sex scenes, like, how hard he was going with the thrusting? I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, which also reminds me, we didn't see a dong. No dong. Ah, I know. I know. Mm -hmm. All of the sex and still no dong. Yeah, but I feel like there just are, are almost never any dongs in movies when there's nudity it's always like yeah it's always at the very least titties and sometimes yeah. you get like the vag a little bit not yeah. anything yeah. exactly you know, explicit but you never yeah. see we dog. definitely got yeah we definitely got to see uh zandali's titties a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> um i did have a fuck mary kill for um women as well but the characters weren't as obvious so one yeah. was gonna be zandali yeah the other was gonna be remy which was nick's girlfriend that mm-hmm. we never really talked the about and the last yeah and the last one was tata because <laughs> she was <laughs> the, only... the only other woman in the... <laughs> <laughs> um i'd 
that'd be easy. Fuck Zandali, kill Remy, mm-hmm. and marry yes. Tata. <laughs> Agrees. She's a beautiful yeah. housewife. I mean, she would <laughs> she make really great dinners. <laughs> she is, yeah. I know, and Remy was just annoying, and all she did was talk, and her voice was just very obnoxious, and mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, she was too much, but... Yeah, you, yeah what were Tata. Your answers for all those. <laughs> yeah, so same one for uh, the women, and then for men. I was thinking that I would probably marry Terry. I was gonna kill Steve and fuck Nick. Yeah, so. that's fair. Well, at least Nick will ones. get fucked in, in this <laughs> scenario. I guess I'll. Yeah, all scenarios he's getting yeah. fucked. Mm, do tell, Tata. Well, Jesse, what are we watching next? Next, we are watching Honeymoon in Vegas, which was released in 1992. It's described as a comedy, romance, and thriller. And the description is, Jack, which is played by Nick Cage, loses $65,000 in poker in Las Vegas, where he marries Betsy, which is played by Sarah Jessica Parker. Some sex in the city action. Yep. And (laughs) the wedding will have to wait as the poker winner wants the weekend with Betsy to cancel the debt. She accepts. Who will she marry? Hmm. And the poker winner is played by um, James Kahn. Is that how you say his last name? C-A-A-N? Kahn? James Kahn? I I don't know. Don't know. Oh, this is the guy that was in elf that's about that's that's exactly that's exactly what i recognized him as too in misery he was in misery Mm -hmm. oh that's right yeah he gets his ankles whacked (laughs) love that yeah Yeah, so some some big names in this so um they had a lot to live up to and uh yeah but um one thing that we still need to do is rank uh I know. probably didn't rank the last one either. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what the last one was. Industrial Symphony. Oh, I feel like that one gets to go on the very bottom because it barely had Nick in it. Yeah. Like at all. That's pretty true. Okay. Yeah, Industrial Symphony. Uh, Is it better than The Boy in Blue? Oh, shit. Uh, I would say no, just because at least the blow... The blow in blue... (laughs) (laughs) Why can't I ever say that shit? You just can't get boy out. You just can't do it. I can't. I can't. Um, yeah, at least that one, like, Nick Cage was the center of attention, where this one was just, like, confusing. No Nick. Like, mm-hmm. is is the boy in blue the bottom right now? Yes, it is. It's at the very okay. bottom, underneath the best of times in Rumblefish. Ah, okay. Because that one was, that one was bad. It was hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the only benefit with the Industrial Symphony is that it was fairly short. <laughs> and so it was quick watch. But yeah, no Nick. So I think that one gets to go at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Okay, Zandali. I'm going to put Zandali up towards the top. Mm-hmm. I think. So we got at that the very sense. top, Fast Times. <laughs> which doesn't count and then underneath yeah. <laughs> that we got moonstruck vampires mm-hmm. kiss raising arizona birdie racing with the moon <laughs> valley girl wild at heart and so on i'm not gonna read them all yeah. but but for the top um, considerations yeah so is it better than birdie yes 
I liked it more than Birdie. Yeah. I mean, well, well. And what's above Birdie? Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona. I liked it more than Raising Arizona. I, I would probably put I yeah I would probably put it above Raising Arizona. I wouldn't put it above under Vampire's Vampires Kiss. Yeah, yeah. I think I agree. Zondali. Zondali. Zandali. I know. Zondali. I was like, of course Nick is the only one in the fucking movie pronouncing it Zondali. I know. <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, should I should I excess exit us out? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and stop. <laughs> Parting is such sweet sorrow, but we got to go put our affairs in order. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got it. <laughs>